Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. that sound. This is a good one. We rolling? We are rolling. Welcome to Waterfall Wednesday. I'm your host Nick J, otherwise known as Nick A. Johnson. The bird nerd. Joined here by Dale Luganville, host of the Full Scale Outdoor Podcast. That's Today we're going to talk about Something that gets people real riled up. Sitka. Sitka, bro. Sitka. It kills birds for you, number one. Absolutely. <laughs> Scouts for you, gets permission. But no, man, has Sitka done the most imp- one of the most impressive marketing jobs I've ever seen a company do? The way they get people talking about it. I mean, if you're selling any premium price product, you're going to have those people like, why the fuck is that so expensive? People look at a Dave Smith decoy. People look at, you know, an expensive oil filter at, at O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're like, what the fuck? What? You know, just it draws people's interest when it's priced the way it is. And it, they want to know, does a performance match that sort of a price? And so let's talk about a little bit about, like, what Sitka is, what Gore-Tex is, how it's used correctly, how it's not used correctly, what's worth it, what isn't. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. What's your impressions of Sitka gear? You said you were thinking about making the yeah, switch. Yeah, I might make jump this year. Um, I had some, like, Fleet Farm bibs. They actually did serve me pretty well the last, like, I would say they lasted, like, two years. Um, but they were just dying on me during the course of this snow goose season. And I was like, I get these just, I just need a few more weeks. <laughs> like, yeah. zippers hold out. Like, I'm getting rips. The waterproofing was no longer while my ass was getting wet sitting in the field. <laughs> So now you're like, maybe when I upgrade, I'm going to maybe look into these yeah. $500 motherfuckers. <laughs> and so I've been talking to a lot of other guides from Arkansas all the way up this spring. And 
you know that the snow goose conditions are probably some of the best to probably try this shit out in. And so I've been asking the questions like, is this worth it? Is, you know, would you get these again? Blah, 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 blah. And honestly, I haven't really heard anything bad other than, in, in full disclosure, honesty, I guess there's a zipper issue mm-hmm. with some there of the sickas. There's parts issues. So um, one guy was was really frustrated with his sicka bibs and the zipper was not working. A lot of that is user error. This particular and time, it 100% was. A lot of it is because Sitka does a horrible job um, telling people how to care for their products. Um, a lot of guys think if you get that $1,600 shotgun, you get the $500 bibs, you no longer have to do any sort of like mm-hmm. care. Right. Actually, that stuff requires more care yeah. than, your, than your Fleet Farm bibs do. Right. And yes, parts wear out and parts break on everything. I mean, are you going to buy... A $90,000 pimped out truck, fucking lifted, cool headlights on it, the works, rims, and be like, this thing's a piece of shit. I need to get an oil change. <laughs> I need an oil change. I paid 90 grand for this truck. It needs oil. I was going to say, are you going to beat on it? Because I'm going to go, yes, because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the same thing. It's maintenance. You got to do regular maintenance on anything you're using regularly. And Sitka does a really bad job. At number one, advertising. What product does what? And number two, how to care for each product. It's not in their catalogs. So what is Sitka? Why does a jacket cost $600? Sitka is Gore-Tex. And here's why they did such a fantastic job like marketing this is like the chatter, the emotions it emo- ev- like invokes out of people. Gore-Tex was invented in 1969. It's been around. It's 51 years old. They're not using new technology. This is not new. This has been out <laughs> right. for many 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 moons and all of a sudden people are just like what is this but you start pricing out uh like a specialized gore-tex outerwear garment for biking for mountain climbing for anything a gore-tex is a licensed product what it is is a membrane of i think it's a uh it's a i can't remember the type of plastic they use right now they heat it up and they stretch it super fast what they discovered was when you do that, it creates these little holes in that plastic membrane that are so small, they won't allow water to pass through it, but they will allow vapor to pass out of it. So you're sweating, you're creating this body heat, that vapor gets to escape from the clothing. Meanwhile, it starts raining, that doesn't get in. So that's what a Gore-Tex product it's is. But you breathable. Pr- it's breathable, exactly. So... People, um, like pricing out specialized Gore-Tex garments, they are all in that price range, like five to $600 for a top and a bottom. If it's specialized for the way you want to use it, if it's got a Gore-Tex licensing in it, it's five to $600 for top, five to $600 for bottom. So as far as like branding, so I mean, we're not, I'm not paid by Sitka. I assume no, I'm paid no, by I'm Sitka. Nope. Um, but so not to make it like completely brand specific, Look for the Gore-Tex tag. Look for the stuff, Gore-Tex whether tag. Whether it's a Bass Pro Shops brand or Redhead brand or whatever the fuck it and, might be. Um, Gore-Tex, their patent ran, you know, what do you get, a 20 or 30-year patent? Something like that. It ran yeah. out 20 years ago. So now you see a lot of companies that are doing their own stretched plastic um, holy Call membrane. Calling something else. Calling it something Looking else. The reason, breathable. I, the reason I stick to Gore-Tex is um, they're very good about their lifetime warranty. As long as you've been doing proper care, it's not user abuse. And I've had many, many repairs done on my broken parts, and they just have been doing it since 1969. I feel like 
these guys know how to make membranes. They've got the factories since forever. They're good about their warranty. So I stay pretty loyal to Gore-Tex. But if you look at, like, especially boot companies, Keen has their own membrane, like Keen Dry, and Cabela's has their own membrane. Everybody's doing their own Gore-Tex style of membrane. But so when we're talking about, like, hunting-specific, Sitka, if you don't like Sitka, if you think you look like a fucking tool bag when you wear it, Look, look for the other dozens of companies that are licensed through Gore-Tex because Gore-Tex also does a very good job at not licensing their shit to people who make shitty shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They do really well yeah. at like just, if if it's got Gore-Tex in it, it, it's been like vetted. It's a good brand. It's like they're not putting Gore-Tex in stuff that sucks, typically. And if they do, you can get it replaced. So that's kind of why I stick with that. But somebody's looking into the Sitka label, they want to start getting into like, maybe I should upgrade my stuff. The first thing you need to buy is that $500 top and that $500 bottom. That is full Gore-Tex because a lot of Sitka clothing is not Gore-Tex. A lot of it is Gore Windstopper or Gore Infinium. Um, these are just different wind blocking membranes. Some of them are nothing, like the t-shirts and the yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah, it's just some, cotton shirt with the Sitka Some of them are uh, merino wool. The first thing you're going to want to buy when you're looking at um, ultra quality, like ultra performance gear, is your Gore-Tex top, Gore-Tex bottom. Once you have that, once you've invested that $1,000, $1,100, it's got a lifetime warranty. You're now done buying jackets and bibs. You're going to want to get uninsulated. Do not get an insulated Gore-Tex jacket for your first Gore-Tex jacket. Because if it's insulated, you can use it for three months a year. Right. Get a jacket you can use 12 months a year. Because those Gore-Tex um, jackets with no insulation are so thin that you can layer however you want underneath it. Which brings me to layering. You can get your layers at Walmart. Once you got that Gore-Tex um, uh, membrane on the top and the bottom, your layers are just do it to your comfort level. There is certainly advantages to using like performance uh, layering systems, merino wool, that sort of thing. But they sell pretty good equivalents at Walmart. And once you have that turtle shell protecting layer of a Gore-Tex around your whole top to bottom, you are good until you neglect to care for it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I see a lot of other a lot of guys going wrong with their Gore-Texes. You see, you know, hunting guides, so they don't have much time on spare time to be doing laundry constantly. I'll be the first to admit I'm the worst. I'm the worst at taking care of my shit. But this performance gear requires a ton of maintenance because those little tiny holes that allow the vapor to get out, guess what? They get clogged easy as shit. So now if you got this plastic membrane. Yeah, now you're sweating. Yeah, this plastic membrane that's supposed to be breathable, but now all of a sudden it's sealed off completely closed. I mean, you might as well wear a full neoprene bodysuit. I mean, it is going to be, not only is it going to not do what it's supposed to be doing, it's going to be miserable in it. And what you need to do is they actually make specialized soap for this Gore-Tex membrane stuff, and you need to regularly wash your stuff. Like, I like to say, like, if I wouldn't wear those, like, bibs to a bar and try to hit on a chick, I'm going to wash them. That's the point they need to be washed. If it's a muddy hunt, you might have to wash them every hunt. If it is a... Uh, you know, kind of dry conditions, regular, whatever. You're throwing them in the back of your truck. You're rolling around in a dusty layout blind. The dust will clog those membranes. So this, is this a hang dry thing? No, can you, you can dry it up. Throw them in the dryer. They actually recommend that you do it about me on a medium dry. Now you can okay. YouTube all these instructions, like on care and that sort of thing. But 
even your base layers, all this performance gear has performance care recommendations and they sell soap for the Gore-Tex. They sell soap for the base layers. You ever get an Under Armour that starts to smell like shit? Like an Under Armour base mm -hmm. layer or whatever? It's because that soap that we use for our regular clothes cannot penetrate into the tightly woven fi fibers of a, a performance base layer. So that needs a little bit different type of soap to get out all the funk. Or you're just a dirty, nasty, funky individual. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. Man, I can just tell too when I've got my my Sitka bibs on. One day, I'm like, mm, I feel like these things are getting a little clogged up. They don't look that dirty. I'm gonna a wash them. Clammy. Man, I'm getting a little clammy in these. I'm gonna wash them tonight. See what happens. Man, that next day I put them on. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a different. My nuts can breathe again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty dramatic difference and. Another thing that people aren't doing is reapplying their DWR. stands for Durable Water Repellent. So from the factory, all Sitka gear has really excellent DWR application put onto it. So that's why people will say something on the internet, like I was wearing my Dakota hoodie and I worked pretty good out in the rain. Not in a year it won't. That is not a Gore-Tex. If it's not Gore-Tex, it's not waterproof. It's DWR'd like a motherfucker. Yeah, right. So, and even on the Gore-Tex stuff, you know how you get the beads of water mm -hmm. and it'll just roll right off the garment? That's what the DWR is doing. Without the DWR, it'll land on that garment and soak in like a cotton sponge. You still won't get wet because the Gore-Tex membrane will protect you from the water getting into the clothes. But the fabric layer outside of the Gore-Tex will saturate. And that's going to do two things. It's going to make your garments super heavy and saturated in water. And if there is a small tear absolutely anywhere on that membrane, it's going right in. So you'll start to notice like, ooh, back here on that armpit. A little wet. That armpit right there, it's starting to go through. Well, as soon as it starts going through just a tiny little pinprick of a hole and it starts saturating through and now it's saturating to your base layer, that little tiny hole is like the size of a basketball by the time the hunt's over, you know? Mm -hmm. So it'll expose any weak spot that you got. So you're going to need to get, there's a company called Nick Wax, N-I-K-W-A-X. They make shit for everything. They make um, protective and soap uh, cleaning, care, protectant, and use stuff for everything from your, uh, your boots, your leather boots, your suede Nybuck, or what do they call that? Like the hiking, the hiking style boots. Oh, yeah. What is, uh... I can't remember. They make stuff for that. Make stuff for leather gloves. They yeah. make stuff soap for Gore-Tex. They make DWR for um, getting your. You should DWR everything, really. It uh, it's for sure gonna give you cancer, but <laughs> <laughs> all the good stuff does. Yeah, it's good stuff. So yeah. people aren't washing this stuff. They aren't caring for it. They're not. You know, that was like basically like the 3M. I don't know if you're. Are you old enough to know that Scotchgard? Yes, it's just like a Scotchgard okay. thing. Yeah, that's what DWR that is shit doing. Off the shelves because of cancer. Did back they? In the day, yeah. So yeah, these um, th these garments are super high performing. They are worth it, especially considering you get a lifetime warranty with it. And are these aerosol applications? Or I think I remember seeing the a DWR, video where you dumped it in like a bucket or some shit. The DWR comes in two different application styles: a spray on, and the reason that they say put it in the dryer on medium heat is where you want to dry your garments off is because that makes it spread over the garment itself. Oh. It gets it really viscous when it's heated and it'll go all over it. And then they also make a wash-in DWR. So when your uh, washing machine, you just follow the instructions. When your washing machine gets to a certain cycle, you pour in the DWR, however much it says for how many garments you got. 
there's instructions on the back of the bottle. I have much better luck with washing DWR than I do with spray on okay. DWR. When I, when you start using this stuff regularly and keeping your shit clean, I feel like the garments get better with time. Like your Gore-Tex starts to work better and better and better and better. The more and more you wash it, the more you stay up to date on keeping it clean, putting using the specialized soap, using the DWR. It probably appears that way just because every time you're using it, you're using it like brand new. Whereas you're used, yep. to, you're used to the efficacy of the garment wearing off over time right? from not care. So when you do take care of it, it seems like it's working better, but it's just working like it's supposed to the entire time. And like everything's going to have all the specialized performance gears has its own care instructions. And check out YouTube for that. All these companies are putting stuff out, but they don't advertise it very well. And um, the base layers, they have their own soap. The merino wools, they have their own soap. And you're like, man, this is a pain in the ass. Um, this sucks. Until you're just out there hunting in comfort every day. And you're like, this is awesome. I mean, what's it worth to you? Is it worth doing all that care? Is it worth the money? If it is, if you hunt a lot, if you're outdoors a lot. I can tell you being cold and wet and trying to stay in a field, it's really hard. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, definitely. Nothing will, nothing will kill an experience and faster a, than another that. Another thing that Sitka does a terrible job at is advertising what is full Gore-Tex and what really will keep you dry. Because the same guy that's, um, you know, on the same hand you see a guy going, my Dakota hoodie worked pretty good. It was sprinkling out on Saturday and I stayed dry. And you got a guy that's like, this fucking Dakota hoodie got me soaking Torrential wet. Torrential downpour. Yeah, like the, it didn't work at all. It's not supposed to. That's a wind blare. So... You pretty much can categorize everything for hunting into um, moisture, wind, base. You know, is it a base layer? This is what you want. Merino, wool, performance, base layer, whatever. Then on top of that, you're going to put a wind layer on. Because a lot of times it's, you know, there's no such thing as cold. There's such thing as wind. You know, like if right. it's 55 degrees out, you're like, oh, it's going to be a pretty warm day. Except the air's full of moisture and there's a 26 mile an hour wind and you're cold as fuck. Right. And sometimes you go out, it's like 10 below it's, and it's no the wind. And you're transfer like, of heat. Right. It's like 10 below out. You go out, there's not a breath of breeze. It's as still as can be outside. And you're like, it's Sun, not, not sun's bad. Sun's out. Not bad it's out here. Nice. Exactly. So wind layers are going to be your, um, your most important thing after you get your Gore-Tex shells, tops, bottoms, uninsulated. That's going to be number one to purchase. Don't be buying a fucking vest. Don't get, don't get their stupid, like, be, don't get those stupid beefed out sweatpants they sell. All right. You buy your, your first $1,200 goes towards the top, the bottom uninsulated. And then maybe later on you can look at an insulated jacket, but I would recommend you get top and a bottom base layer or not base, uh, outerwear, top, bottom, outerwear, full Gore-Tex. And then the next thing you buy is a replacement for the bottoms. Cause I can't live without bibs. Neck gator. I like are fishing you, buffs. Are you a gator guy? Oh, I am. Yes, 100% yeah. a gator dude. I'm a uh, fishing buff mostly. Okay. Duck camp too. They make an insanely nice neck gator. So you said a replacement. So you're, you're rocking two. You I got have, two have, sets of bibs just I have two to swap bibs. out so you don't have to wait for one to dry. If and something all that shit. bad happens to one, like the zippers break, um, I got a big tear on the knee, something bad happens, it's the middle of the season. This is when the bad shit happens to your garments. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen in the summer when they're sitting in storage. Right. So, like, when it happens, I send those in. Um, lately, the last few times I've sent them in, they've come back within three weeks, but I've had it take up to, like, six weeks. So there could be six weeks where you're, like, limping along with the um, 
No fun. With the Dickies bibs you bought at the Max Prairie Wings flash sale yeah. in like 2010, which that happened to me. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of detail for a random story there. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think that kind of covers the, the subject of Gore-Tex, Sitka, performance gear, what you're buying, what you need to do when you buy it, right? So, overall, you, you in your opinion, Sitka is worth the money. Gore-Tex. Gore-Tex. Let's call it Gore-Tex. Okay, perfect. If you don't want to be a tool bag and wear that stupid honeycomb tool. Sitka crap. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. This as an endorsement for that Optifade pattern. At least in like a combine cornfield, you take that jacket off and throw it on the ground. Mm-hmm. That fucker disappears. Yeah, it works good. <laughs> works good in some scenarios. Yeah, I'm, it's not the it's not the end all of of camel patterns, but in that in a combine cornfield, that Optifade is you you can man, buy. Is it good? I think uh, the cheapest I've ever seen a Gore-Tex top and bottom was at REI, and this was not specialized or nothing like this. It was just like a standard. Two pockets in front on the jacket, two pockets in front on the bibs, but you could get a top and a bottom for total like four hundred dollars. I was like, whoa! It's like two hundred top, two hundred bottom. That is a steal. There's another kind of brand out there, uh, Kuyu. You have any experience yeah, with them? Kuyu. They got their own. They have their own waterproof membrane. It's not Gore-Tex. They're it's not using Gore-Tex. Like a lot of these companies that are doing direct to consumer, like First Light. And uh, QU, they've got their own membranes because Gore-Tex does not have the patent on this some, anymore. I got some First Light uh, base layer I do I do really enjoy. I, I checked out some of their base layer at the uh, Western uh, Hunting Expo. Yeah, Man, it looked nice. I got a, a, a wool top that's got the, got the thumb holes in it. Yeah. Man, is that nice. Uh, the thumb holes are crucial. Like, you don't get that wind. Or, like, if you do take a spill or whatever, like, and, you know, you put your hand in the snow and then, or, yeah, and the snow gets up underneath your sleeve, and it's, like, right here where all your veins are. Oh, oh I will say one cold. more thing. You know what I need? I need a base layer with a hood on it. My one because with the, my first here's light what, with the thing also has a hood. Exactly. Here's why. When you start wearing Sitka jackets with the incorporated hood and that are specialized for waterfall hunting, the hoods kick ass. And your black hoodie you're wearing, you know, mm-hmm. like the hoodie you always love hunting – trash underneath it the worst item you could pick <laughs> right yeah i like to wear like a base layer right. a performance base layer then like a sweater like i like the buttons like a turtleneck mm-hmm. that come up like uh zippers get cold yeah. so i do buttons oh god i mean you stay at nice no hotels hood. you gotta you know you yeah gotta and yeah you can collars, wear it out you can wear buttons. it out to dinner and stuff should but have no, a leather like, patch on the elbow your jacket hood <laughs> your jacket hood will be your hood yeah. so yeah don't wear a hoodie underneath it um that covers it yeah all right all right. Another successful Waterfall Wednesday with Nick J. Buy some Gore-Tex and buy some soap for it right with it.